Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 82. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched Megamind. Yay! Yeah. It's so nice to be able to do it and not be like, I did. That was perfectly synced, almost <sighs> as if we were five feet away from each other. Ladies and gentlemen, and non binary friends, yeah. uh, we <laughs> are back recording in person. Yes. For, for now. Until, yeah. you know. Uh, easily what a year stuff and a half? Goes south. Oh yeah, easily a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, and with us is uh, my the last of my children. So way back when in season one or two, Christian, my oldest son, joined us for Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Are mm-hmm. uh, two you know my the youngest, the goon, and your oldest daughter, uh, the Bean, joined us for uh, Sky High, oh, Sky Incredibles High. two. Yes. Uh, and now the, the long rumored, never, never before heard on this podcast. I think once Gamer Joe showed up. Did he? Yeah. Oh, and oh yeah. For a little, a little snippet. That's right. But this time it's a whole episode. Joe, how are you? I'm doing great. So a couple weeks ago when we pulled, after we recorded the season opener, Wonder Woman, we pulled Megamind. When I mentioned it to you, Joe got visibly excited. Am I exaggerating? Really? Is it, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw the opening. I'm like, okay, maybe this will be the opportunity for Gamer Joe to show up on the podcast. And sure enough, you're here. So we watched the movie together. You took notes. I did. <laughs> and uh, you're ready to talk about it. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. Okay. You say whatever you want at any time. I I will. <laughs> okay. That felt like a threat. It did. It was a little aggressive, but I'm digging it. Okay. I will. All right. We're modifying one of our rules because uh, we've got a 
young person with us today. So. Yeah, so usually we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, but today... We are guys with beers... Guys, no, today we are guys with sodas talking about movies with capes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we drinking? So we've got a, a, a high-end soda here. Ithaca Beer Company, uh, located a couple hours or hour and a half south of us in Ithaca, New York. Uh, we've drank a few of their beers. I've drank them personally uh, off the podcast a number of times. Very mm-hmm. good beers. They also have an arm of their company that brews soda. So... We are drinking Ithaca Soda Companies. Well, actually, we got two of their sodas today. Joe and I are drinking their root beer. And I am drinking their ginger beer. So, Joe, welcome to the podcast, and uh, cheers. Cheers, good sir. Cheers. No Foley work for this yeah. one. We got it all right here in-house. Ooh, that's a... Uh, this like, ginger beer is incredibly refreshing. Yeah. The root beer is just as good. That is a step up. Joe, what do you think? Tastes like root beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I mean, it'd be weird if you were drinking root beer and it tasted like orange juice. That's right. I'd be worried. All right. Um, luckily, no reshoots and reactions. We haven't had time to for anyone to catch us on our mistakes. I'm sure there's some. <laughs> I'm sure there are. But we're going to talk about Megamind today. Now, mm-hmm. we're using the IMDb score. Yeah. Uh, do you recall what the rating was on a 10-point scale? In the sevens? 7.2 out of 10. 7.2. So, Joe, we're going to hold our opinions till the end, and then we'll weigh in with a rating, as you know from having listened to the podcast before. Yeah. So, in terms of production, I think this movie is all the more impressive, given the fact that the folks involved in the production don't have extensive credits. So, it is written by Alan Schoolcraft and Brent Simons. I think you mean Schoolcraft? Yeah that's, yeah, that's right. Well played. They both also have story credits for Penguins of Madagascar, the TV show, or was that the movie? Uh, there was a movie, too. Okay. Um, and this is directed by Tom McGrath. He was the co-director for Madagascar plus the sequels, also director of The Boss Baby and its sequel, and he also wrote the first two Madagascar movies. He voices Skipper from Madagascar. And in this movie, he voices the prison guard and Lord Scott. I don't recall Lord Scott. Do you? No. Now, full disclosure, it's been over a week since I watched this thing, because timing-wise, we had to cancel our normal uh, recording session. So we're recording, actually, on Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Yes. Lord Scott. Not a... No, I mean, and he's here on the IMDb page as well, so... Is there a picture? There... Go to Google and do Lord oh, Scott. Oh, yeah, sure. Megamind. That's a... That's a good idea. He is Metro Man's adoptive father and a high-class citizen of Metro City, or Metrocity, as some people call it. Metro Man's adoptive father? So the very beginning, the origin, when Metro Man arrives as a baby, and he's in oh, the Christmas sure, scene. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice, Jared. Only the best for you. That's, yes. <laughs> that's that, him? That's him. That's him. <laughs> that's great. I think it's impressive because that's really it for both the writers and the director's not a lot of other stuff. And in fact, it, I think we've talked about this, you know, shorthand uh, clue of whether the person's got an extensive filmography. Okay. Uh, if you go to the Wikipedia page, Tom McGrath, the, the director, his name does have a hyperlink attached to it, but neither of the writers, Alan Schoolcraft nor Brent Simons, uh, have uh, hyperlinks. There's no Yikes. wiki entries for them. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of picked and chose here. So Tom McGrath, uh, he's also an animator. He's got some other stuff that I didn't go back to, but he goes all the way back to animation beginning in Cool World in 92, the original Space Jam. Is that how they get Brad Pitt in this thing? 
Uh, oh, maybe. Right? Fully cool. Kidding. Okay. Fully kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the uh, the movie itself, it, you know, this is an original, this original character, original story. It's not based on a comic book. Is it original story? Well, it, it's very clearly a postmodern superhero movie, right? Mm-hmm. So this this movie comes out in 2010. Yeah. So the MCU is just getting off the ground, but there's lots of other superhero movies that are on. Um, I think this very smartly dissects the superhero genre and subverts it a little bit. It's very clearly supposed to be Superman and Brainiac. Sure, sure. Right down to neighboring planets. Though yeah. I think modern Brainiac is from the same planet, but I, I feel like at one point he was a neighboring planet. Okay. Okay. But still considered Kryptonian. I don't know. I may, I may have that wrong. Okay. I don't remember. Um, but clearly this is someone, this is a fan of superhero stories mm-hmm. or the, these folks involved in this work because it really dissects it pretty well. I think. Any thoughts, Joe? Yeah, that's, it is. Yep. It does dissect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So in terms of production, I mean, that's it. I mean, there's not a lot in terms of, uh, you know, this isn't a decades-long process to bring the story to the screen. It's, no, it's really, I relatively it, straightforward. There were no uh, almost casts that I saw. Uh, I saw a couple that were, and I don't even know that they rose to the level of almost cast, but maybe like early talks. Oh, or, okay. Um, we got? So let's see. Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., Will Ferrell. Well, Ben Stiller's in this movie. Yeah, he is, but I wonder if... Was he maybe in talks to be Megamind? He, he was in talks. Yes, he was going to be Megamind. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was also considered, which is crazy. Um, and obviously, of course, know. it goes to Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, Ben Stiller retains an EP credit yeah. on this. Did you also note that both Justin Thoreau and Guillermo del Toro had creative consultant credits on there as well? Former Mr. Aniston himself? Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, with other former Mr. Aniston. Brad Pitt. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's right. They were married for a hot second, oh, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hot second. They were married for like five years. Yeah. And then this is a DreamWorks animation. It sure is because, okay, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, in terms of production, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the money, because again, these don't get made without money, uh, this movie has a budget of $130 million and brings in $321 million at the box office. So it's a commercial success. And yet all we got was a, uh, I think it was just on the DVD Blu-ray, uh, the uh, Button of Doom. I don't know if that was anything else. The Megamind Button of Doom. Oh. It, they never got a full uh, sequel for yeah, this one. I'm, I'm really surprised um, that they didn't, to be honest with you. And we got four Shreks. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's uh, sacred territory for Joe. Not really anymore. Really? I I thought that was like your all-time favorite. Yeah, it's a good movie, but it's just a good movie. Okay. Not a not a classic. It, yeah, it's a classic, but you're not going to get crazy about it. Yeah. Okay. That's You're going to paint yourself green and sing in and I saw her face. <laughs> well, you do like uh Smash Mouth's uh Rock Rockstar? All-Star. All-Star? Yeah. Who doesn't um, like that song? I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> if you do, write to us, and Joe will personally punch you in the face. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, I mean, I think that's about That's all it. I got. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Well, this is going to be, uh, folks, we're diving right into it today. Let's roll that film. 
we open on planet Krypton. Wait. <laughs> nope. I'm sorry. Uh, let me just. Gross. So close. We open up. Do we ever get the name of the planet that uh, Megamind's from? I don't think we do, but it, you're right. That is so clearly Krypton. Well, right down to later when he's being, um, what's the, the the guy that he turns into uh, the next superhero that ends up being the villain? Oh, um, Hal? Oh, Hal. yes. Uh, when, space. His space father. When, when he's yeah. being Hal's space father, he's clearly doing a Brando. I sent you to this planet to teach you about justice, honor, and nobility. I am your father. Although at first he's got a weird like Conan O'Brien vibe with, with the, the hair, hair but yeah. the, definitely the voice it is yeah it is Marlon Brando. This movie begins with a device that a number of movies do, which I personally like. It sets us forward. In fact, almost at the end of the story. Oh right, we don't even open on the planet. We open on Megamind falling to his death. <laughs> yeah. So I did a little digging. Other movies that open and then immediately go into a flashback in which the whole story is told. Fallen. I think, in my opinion, no movie does it better than Fallen. 100%. Saving Private Ryan. Titanic. The Usual Suspects. Wait, are we counting Saving Private Ryan and Titanic? That's more of a story being told in flashback. We never end up at that same point again. Sure. Okay. So we do in Fallen. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. Usual so, so that's a, that's a great point. So those are two different. Th- these are movies that begin with flashbacks. But you're right. Fallen is specifically that element of risk. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with Usual Suspects. Sure. Everything's done. Yeah. That's a good point. That's. We got point. other ones. Uh, Citizen Kane. I mean, it's sure. no Paddington too. But well, uh, nothing is. <laughs> nothing is clearly. Um, But yeah, but it it feels like a trope. And yet, as I was trying to think of other examples, it it was hard to come up with those ones that are... I wouldn't call it a trope. I'd say it's more of just a writing device. And I wish I knew what it was called. There's got to be a name for... Oh, uh, Mission Impossible 3 does it great. Where's the rabbit's foot? What what are you saying? That wasn't it? What I gave you? I'm going to count to ten. You're going to tell me where the rabbit's foot is. Or she dies. He's so good in that. That's that. I I mean, it is not the best, but it's definitely the best opening because then you jump like two weeks earlier, and then it comes back to that point. It's, got it, got it, got it. So yeah, then we get the. Uh, it's almost the record scratch. You're wondering how I got in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time I almost died. Oh wait, no, it's a different. Uh, totally different movie. You can also tell in this scene very clear that this is. Uh, was released during the height of 3D when the needle is falling and he's trying to catch it. There's a couple times in this I was like, 3D. I feel like DreamWorks animation really leaned in on 3D animation. I, you know, I think of Monsters versus Aliens. Sure. Guy with the paddle ball. Like it felt like they, they needed to make sure we always knew it was a 3D movie. I think also DreamWorks with the paddle ball, they're having fun with the look how silly 3D technology, something from the 50s sure. is now being used again, yeah. like the paddle ball, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We start with this voiceover by Megamind, the whole tone, and of course it's Will Ferrell, so you're <laughs> going to get comedy genius here, but uh, I, I think it really sets the tone for the whole movie. So. Here's my day so far. Went to jail, lost the girl of my dreams, and got my butt kicked pretty good. Still, things could be a lot worse. Oh, that's right. I'm falling to my death. Guess they can't. How did it all come to this, you ask? My end starts at the beginning. The very beginning. And then, of course, it's the Kal-El origin. Uh, This is almost like Life of Brian, 
He's yeah. like one step over from Superman, right? Yep, yep. Like, there's this other guy that you probably know, but but that's not me. <laughs> I'm over here. That's <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. Beautiful job of setting up the stakes really quickly. I mean, the exact opposites. You know, he's the mirror twin of Hero, who will become Metro Man. Yeah, which you you totally hit right on the head with the life of Brian. Like, Brian follows the same path as Jesus in that movie. It's just everything is much worse for him. Though I do have to call out some bullcrap here. So a baby lands in a prison, and they're like, well, you're in prison now. You're in prison. (laughs) What? Should have landed on the good side of the tracks. But come on, just... Which weird is kind of taking a uh, pot shot at our justice system. (laughs) Ouch. Because he's only supposed to be in there for a little time, but he gets so precocious and starts trying to escape, and he just keeps adding to his sentence. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, I I see what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, Well, this is, no, I was going to make a joke about, yep, never mind. (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, I mean, again, listen, this is absurdity in comedy, right? Which I think Will Ferrell does so well because he has that ability to be ridiculously absurd, play it 100% straight, and ground it. And Yeah, I just wish Will Ferrell had been like, I know, a baby being sent to prison. It's insane, but I don't know. Anyways, you know, just <laughs> figure out a way to make it not like me going, how did a baby end up in prison? See, I think it forces you to kind of confront the fact that this is ridiculous right off the bat. Okay. We're not going to explain it. And so as a result, all the other absurd things you're going to see, of which every scene is going to have one, is, you know, accepted at face value. Sure. There's a mispronunciation of the word school. Sure. We learn that Megamind has problems with pronouncing words correctly. That'll be very important near the end of the movie. He then names the city that they live in, Metro City, but he says... Metrocity. The warden, played by the wonderful... Joe, do you remember who it was? Yeah, forgot his name. Uh, well, what? Who, who else is he? We played this game when we were watching TV, the movie. The Spider Man guy. <laughs> <laughs> Get me pictures of Spider Man. J.K. Simmons, yep. J. Jonah Jameson. That's yep. him. Also um, from Invincible, he's the dad. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. What's uh, his character name? Omni Man. Uh, Omni Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy is just everywhere. Do you think it's in his contract he will not portray a character without an epic mustache? Todd. Wait a minute. Hey, God. Are we going to call J. Jonah Jameson's mustache epic? Listen, because it, it's epic. Yep. I'm not saying I would wear it. But big it's, smile. It's iconic. Big <laughs> smile. It's a little. What's that up there? Yeah. <laughs> a small cast, but everyone's great. Small, but they spent the money on the small cast. I mean, yes. Brad Pitt. It's Will Ferrell. It's Tina Fey. David it's Cross. David Cross. It's J.K. Simmons. It's Jonah Hill. Like, those are our main characters in this movie. And even, like, J.K. Simmons is a bit part at best in this movie. Yeah. But it's... But it's good. It's good. It's good. J.K. Simmons, I have yet to find a performance that, even in movies that weren't good, The Mexican... He's great in it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even remember that. That's the one with, also with Brad Pitt and James Gandolfini and uh, Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's great. He's the buddy that keeps. He's like got a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, he's. I don't revisit. Just okay. Google his scenes. Okay. and have a good time because it's very different than J. Jonah Jameson. All those different parts. It's it's a very laid back. Probably what J.K. Simmons is in real life. Yeah, yeah. So the opposite of his character in Whiplash. <laughs> But though, you know, throw some more chairs at Miles Teller right now. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I heard that he 
Uh, well, differing reports. One suggested that he shut down production of uh, mm-hmm. Make You an Offer. You won't make him an offer. Make him an offer. Yeah, yeah. He did shut it down because he refused to get a COVID test. I saw and an up- not have the vaccine. I saw an update that refuted that, but I feel like that was damage control. I one hundred percent damage yeah. control, <laughs> especially since his Instagram is all him in a room by himself. With his dog, and people are like, "Hey, dogs can get COVID too." Move it along, guys. I love the way they set this up, and and they, this movie is not long. It's like an hour, hour and a half, hour twenty three, something like that. Yeah, and it moves at a pretty brisk pace. They do a really nice job of setting up. Metro Man is basically raised by the wealthy, where Mega Mind unfortunately lands in a prison and is raised by inmates. In the course of you know what, maybe four or five minutes tops. Mm-hmm. They set up the stakes perfectly. Megamind is like the the polar opposite in every way of Metro Man. Um, and they are like the the defining nemeses of each other. Oh, well, we've always been each other's greatest nemesis. This is I. Nemesis. What what's the plural on that? Nemesis. Whatever. All the way down to when they're in school. Metro Man is well-liked, he's got great hair, and Megamind continually comes out on the losing end of every single setup. He sure does. You know, I think also a concept that we've talked about before on this podcast, I think this whole movie leans into the idea that no one is the villain of their own story. And I think we absolutely empathize with Megamind right from the very start. You know, when he's getting, you know, trounced at dodgeball, you... Can't help but feel bad for him. Yeah, I mean, kudos to the animators. They really do a good job of making Megamind's facial expressions that of uh, a sad sack, almost. Right down to making him blue. You look at him and you are sad because blue invokes sadness. Mm -hmm. The way they do Metro Man, very punchable face. Very punchable (laughs) face. Yeah. So punchable. You know who Megamind reminds me of very much the same vibe that we get from Dr. Horrible. Yeah. He's very much he's like, he doesn't hapless and not even necessarily a bad guy. Gosh, at heart. It's, it's almost like it's the same story. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's a good story. All right. Okay. Well, we'll, hold I mean, Mega Mind's in love with Penny. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, it's Roxanne Ritchie. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, you know, a couple little things I love. So we see Mega Mind, the adult who is, in prison after his latest foiling by Metro Man. (laughs) As the warden comes in to check on him, he looks at his watch. We get a little graphic that crawls across the side of the watch. It says recording. Yep. Metro Man. His heart is an ocean that's inside a bigger ocean. We've got this Lois Lane type recorder right down to the alliteration of her name, Roxanne Ritchie. Uh The wonderful Tina Fey. I'm re-watching 30 Rock now. Just delightful. Tina is wonderful as Roxanne Ritchie. And mm-hmm. again, you know, it's Lois Lane. Right down to the haircut. Yeah, right down to the haircut. Right down to her co-worker assistant. He's not Jimmy Olsen, but he's got the red hair. He's, if Jimmy Olsen was an incel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Oh, that's horrible, but so true. Um, voiced by Jonah Hill, and he's perfect. Oh, he's delightful. I, I, I would rather have had Michael Sarah. Oh, yeah, but we, we don't usually get, yeah. I, I think it would have been great to get that. This is the end. I mean, this is just kind of Jonah Hill's bread and butter. Like, this is what he's good at. Playing the person that you're like, ah, oh, buddy, 
okay, you can stop. Okay, shut up. You know, like you you feel bad for him, but then he keeps going with the self-deprecation to the point where like, you could, no, okay, shut up. Uh, did you see, what was the name of it? Cyrus? Was it Cyrus? The one where he's Marissa Tomei's son? No. Yes, it's really good. It is uh, Cyrus. He's Marissa Tomei's son. He still lives at home. Oh, boy. And she's just like a single mom. John C. Riley is like her new boyfriend. And oh no, yeah, and it, it's really good. Oh, it's written and directed by Jay and Mark Duplass. Well, the Duplass brothers or Duplass, yeah, nice. Okay, yeah, it, it's worth watching. It's well, it's worth- got it's the Duplass brothers. I love them. We just finished season one of The Morning Show, and <sighs> he was so good, so good. Yeah, I, I can't, wait. he can't, can't wait be that good two. a writer and that good an actor. I'm like, no, not no that's not fair. If he starts singing, that's it. I mean, at least he's not good looking. Thank God. so mark's never gonna be on the podcast (laughs) also not ever gonna be on podcast yeah so he kidnaps roxy is there some kind of nerdy supervillain website where you get tesla coils and blinky dials actually most of it comes from an outlet story don't answer that romania don't stop megamind has escaped he's used his technology when the warden was talking the recording was to get his voice print and then he's got basically a hologram generator so he can disguise himself as the as the warden anymore. Oh, and when he was suiting up, I had Batman and Robin flashbacks. Right down to the uh, him putting on the pants and the, yeah. the butt shot. I'm like, no, yeah. stop it. His escape from the prison, he's picked up by the wonderful David Cross playing Minion. Well, hello, good looking. Need a lift? This alien fish. Alien piranha fish. Alien is the only piranha thing fish say. in a robot ape body. Why is it part robot, part ape? It's an homage to a movie called Robot Monster, one of the worst sci-fi movies of all times. Uh, You've probably... No, never even heard of it. Oh, yes. It's a 1953 movie. It's from that era of, you know, black and white, um, black and white sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But the body is 100% an homage to that. To destroy humanity. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that in itself was a, you know, basically low-budget, sh- schlocky sci-fi. Uh, the guy built like a, he patched together this costume, the guy that created that. So, yeah, that's a that's an homage to that. Yeah. So they're unveiling a giant golden statue of uh, Metro Man. Megamind cuts the feed, does the old Lex Luthor. This is a day you and Matrocity shall not soon forget. Metro Man goes to save the day. He crashes into the observatory, but surprise, it's a fake observatory. They're in a different spot. Yep, the old uh, misdirection. Joe, what do you think about that? uh, What do you think about Megamind's plot there? You know, any any thoughts on his plan? Well, um, it's a solid plan, but... um... Okay. All right. No problem. Listen, they're just throwing it over to you. I mean, yeah. it's a plan. It's a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. It works surprisingly well. In fact, I would say no one is more surprised than Megamind himself. You mad genius. Your dark gift has finally paid off. It it has. This dome is obviously lined with copper. Yeah. So? Sir, uh, copper drains my powers. Your weakness is copper? One. You're kidding, right? Full power. How long have they been fighting? It's uh, got to be over 40 years because... I don't think he's that old. Uh, Megamind. Oh, Metro Man's, Metro Man's got, Man's got, got gray. gray. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're probably 40, but they haven't been, you know, they were kids in school. It's probably 20 years before Metro Man shows up at the observatory. You were talking about um, Roxanne in the, as she's tied up uh-huh. and listing like all the things that he's done before. But she's like, would it kill you to wash the bag? As they pull the bag over her, her head. <laughs> Uh, she calls them predictable. There's alligators, a Gatling gun, saw drills, and she goes, "Okay, the spider's new." Spider. Uh, yes, the the spider. But again, that someone just said the word, you should be able to say it. You know, it's the Hubble in Thor. It's just uh, it's it's, it's that alien blind spot. That's that's Cleveland in Howard the Duck. You're welcome. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> He's fired a missile. Right. And Metro Man can't leave the space. And it explodes. R.I.P. Metro Man. Like, to the point where, like... <coughs> I don't think even he could survive that. Well, let's not get our hopes up just yet. Look! <gasps> Metro Man. <gasps> Metro Man. Metro Man! Skeletons goes flying through the air, crashes through. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with that because Brad Pitt sucks in this movie. Oh, in my mind, this is just further evidence of the fact that Brad Pitt is a character actor in a leading man's face. No, no, he's he's not very good in this movie. Oh, I think he. I would have rather had Chris Pine. Well, the part would have had to be bigger. Hey, Chris Pine would have been wasted in this. Uh, well, no, we know that Chris Pine has no problem doing the smaller parts. Megamind is shocked that his plan works. He did it, sir. I did it. He did it. I did it. Atrocity is mine. He doesn't know what to do next. Like, he had, he had his plan, and yeah. he never had anything beyond the plan because he never wins. Hang on, let me let her out because she's... Hey, P.L. P.L. is peeing. We'll be right back. Hey, Joe, you can come in with, with anything that you've got points or thoughts about. Oh, don't read his notes. Okay. Don't read my notes. What about the I Toss and Babies? When was that? It passed. Oh, well. Okay. Go back. We can so, totally yeah. go back. Okay, let's let's step back. Because, listen, we'll oh, just keep talking. Yes. No, that is a the, good thing to bring up. Yeah. So the that's the ceremony when they're dedicating the, it's not just the statue, it's a whole museum to Metro Man. Oh, that's right. It was the whole museum. It wasn't yeah. just the statue in front. Uh Joe, you you dug that, and you were taking some notes. I did. What did you like? What were your thoughts on that scene? Well, uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Good. Because uh, Metro Man, he just started picking up babies and tossing them around. <laughs> Is this also worth the... I love you, Metro Man! And I love you, random citizen! They had an incredibly impressive music budget for this movie. So... We've got Elvis, a little less conversation, a little more action happening, Mm -hmm. and and Metro Man is leaning in on it, right? Like, he's really working the crowd. So after Megamind wins, at night they're celebrating, walking down the streets of Metro City, and then we transition with ACDC's Highway to Hell as basically he starts his victory tour. He has a press conference (laughs) in which the press is like, what now? He has no clue. No clue. Takes over City Hall. Yeah, and um, Roxanne still has dirt on her face 
from the explosion. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's yeah. They listen. This is breaking news. You don't stop to go home and clean up. I mean, you got to cover the news. She's a hard-boiled news reporter. She's going after the story. Coming up next. Are you ready to be a slave army? What you need to know. Uh, the celebration montage happens. Crazy train kicks off. Um, and we see that Megamind's very quickly bored with the fact that he's won. Again, he's never thought this far ahead because nope. he's never gotten vaguely close to this idea. We see Minion suggest... We could go kidnap Roxanne Ritchie. That always seems to lift your spirits. <laughs> and Megamind says... Good idea, Minion. But without him, what's the point? And again, it's almost like... There's this almost cat and mouse. Cat and mouse. There's this. The love. cat caught, caught the mouse, and now what does it do? Exactly. I also enjoyed the very dated joke of the Mega Mind picture that is the Barack Obama hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what does yeah. it say? Don't hope. Is it don't? Uh, no. It's a. It's a one word thing. Also, fear maybe. Uh. Yeah. What is? But whatever it is, I'm just like, ooh, this joke. Uh, do you even get that joke, Joe? No. Yeah, it's it's it was such a slice in no, time moment. That, no, you can't. Oh, right, because there was also yes, we can. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> no, that's right. Do you remember seeing the pictures of Barack Obama, the yeah. red, white, and blue? That's what the the Mega Mind posters are a joke of. So this is two years into the Obama presidency, um, right? So like when they started animating it, it was like those posters were everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the problem with trying to do of such a niche pop culture moment in a animated movie by the time that movie comes out we all just go but i feel like that has kind of entered the the zeitgeist zeitgeist yeah yeah like i mean i mean mean, now it is almost like a thing the red white and blue images sure you know you see them of everything it's including our former twice impeached president (laughs) oh yeah Mm -hmm. because it says nope Um, speaking of uh, horrible leaders in charge, um, so with Megamind's administration, Roxanne ends her newscast. Perhaps we took him for granted. You know, maybe we never really know how good we have it until it's gone. We miss you, Metro Man. I miss you. And I have just one question for Megamind. Are you happy now? You know, Hal sees an opening here. Roxanne is is clearly mourning. I'm having a party at my house. It's going to be like off the hook or whatever. You should come over. I got a DJ, rented a bouncy house, made a gallon of dip. It's going to be sick. Oh, oh, it's cringy. What's Hal's full name? Uh, is it Hal Stewart? Hmm. Oh, that's clearly. Oh, yeah. That's is this cl- supposed to be Hal Jordan, John Stewart? Yes. Very clearly. Interesting. Then they make him this incel, terrible character. Yeah. I mean. Boo. Well, I mean. It's, you know, they're just, I mean, again, that's why I think these were written by people who love superhero stories. Sure. Right. Like the first time he said his full name, I was like, wait a minute. Hang on. Um, and it, it is incredibly cringy. You said it right. Incel is the perfect, I, you know, he's an incel. I don't remember if that, we had that word in 2010. No. If not, it's, it, that it's perfectly accurate what he is. Yeah. He's, he's creepy. Joe, don't be an incel. Okay. No. Yeah. You could live in my basement, but don't be an incel. I wouldn't dream of it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And when Roxanne turns him down, you know, he rages at his own clumsiness. And again, setting up the fact that he's not a great, uh, he's not a great guy inside. What's wrong with me? Renting a bouncy house? Chicks don't like bouncy houses. They like clowns. Ow. Oh. Megamind and Roxanne are both separately mourning Metro Man's loss. We meet Bernard. We only get a little bit Ben Stiller's the voice of... Um, He's 
he tells her that... Hey, we're closing soon. Oh, you scared me. Barry, right? Bernard. Bernard. I was just... Well, I was talking to myself. You probably think I'm a little bit nuts. I'm not allowed to insult guests directly. Thank you. I just... Bernard, I'll just be another minute. (sighs) Okay. Thanks. He's this kind of academic... Bookish type, uh-huh. wireframe glasses, you know. Bored with with any conversation with any person. It's <laughs> almost like he's like, I'd rather be reading. <laughs> right. Um, and while Megamind is planning to blow up the museum, he's dropped his detonator, of course, just as he realizes that Roxanne is there. Mm-hmm. And we've got the, you know, the race against the clock for Megamind now disguised as Bernard because he's dehydrated Bernard. Right. Trying to get Roxanne out of there before it explodes. And at this point, it feels like uh, when it explodes, I wrote, so, like, Bernard's super dead. Uh, I didn't catch him putting him in his pocket. No, because I think that the dehydrated forms are very uh, resistant to damage. That's how, you know, spoiler, that's how he survives the fall in the oh, beginning. Oh, that's true. Okay. He dehydrates himself. Self to Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and, and in fact... But we don't know that at this point. All we know is there was a third person in that building and they didn't walk out. That's true. That's true. This is two people dead within 30 minutes of this children's movie. It's a little dark. (laughs) It's a little dark. Um, Now, Roxanne is the person who tells Bernard, Mega Man, that heroes aren't born, they're made. And, of course, Mega Mind, in his infinite lack of understanding of... of, He's like Drax, uh, you, you know. Metaphors metaf- go right over his head. They go right over his head. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. So we're back at the evil lair. Mm-hmm. And now Megamind tells Minion his plan. He's going to create a hero. Create a hero? Why would you do that? So I have someone to fight. Minion, I'm a villain without a hero. Again with no yang. A bullfighter with no bull to fight. In other words... I have no purpose. He has Metroman's DNA from Dandruff? Uh, is that what it is? Something like that? Metroman's cape. Look closely. Tell me what you see. Dandruff? <laughs> yes. We can't poke fun at that because, well, we can because we will with that too, but that's pretty much how they make Nuclear Man in Superman 4. A strand do they of, really? A strand of his hair, yeah, 100%. Oh, of course they do. Oh, of course they do. So oh, Maybe we'll pull that tonight. Oh, no, wait, we got Superman 3 first. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. So he's going to use this to give someone else the power of Metro Man. Um, he's and who Ro- better to do it than Hal? Hal? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, of course, his plan is interrupted by Roxanne calling Bernard's phone, and she tells Bernard that she's going to stand up to Megamind. She found his hideout. How did you find his hideout? This is the only building in Metro City with a fake observatory on the roof. Uh, Megamind gets the Bernard disguise set up just as she enters. Uh, We have the hijinks of uh, ensuing. Roxanne grabs the gun with the power pellet in it. Mm -hmm. They wrestle for it. It goes off, and the ricochet goes outside the lab, and Hal's coming in. And the ricochet, of course, hits Hal. So he didn't even pick Hal. Oh, that's right. He didn't. I thought, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he told us who he was going to give the power that's to. That's right. right? He, that's right. Uh, like, I completely forgot that the it's a just happenstance that it's Hal. Like everything with Megamind, he doesn't think that far ahead. Right. Right. He, like, he's kind of Michael Scott. 
<laughs> Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. The blast hits Hal. Uh-oh. Megamind in his Bernard costume grabs Roxanne. They he helps her escape. They jump as an explosion destroys some of his robots and Hal outside sees this and is jealous of his, her friendship with Bernard. Yeah. Again, bad things coming. You know, the exact point of Captain America, right? Like, he's given this power to somebody who, at his core, is not a good person. Is this the second podcast in a row you're going to bring him up? I can't help it. If I can't wait a... to hear what Chuck has to say about all this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I'm gonna about. Let, I'm going to let Chuck handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, if you want to uh, record a response to this, feel free. We'll drop it in yeah. right here. I can't help oh, no. He won't hear. It won't be that, here. It'll be in the future. I can't help noticing that, you know... As soon as Chuck, we lost Chuck during Zoom, you started up with the Captain America analogies because you knew there was, it was one against one. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you'll know when, we, when you <laughs> listen to Wonder Woman. <laughs> so now at Hal's, Roxanne drops him off. <clears throat> Metro Man has been surveilling Hal from the invisible car. And Minion wants to go in and basically defuse Hal, take the power back. But Megamind says, no, this is destiny. So Minion uses the forget-me stick, uh, which is a big club, and he knocks out Hal. Yeah. They disguise themselves as an as a space dad and Minion. And space stepmom. And space... Oh, that's right. Minion is space stepmom. That's yeah. right. That's right. So you're like my space dad? Yeah. I'm like your space dad. And you are what? I'm your space stepmom. And uh, Hal wakes up and Megamind is doing a a brilliant skewering of Marlon Brando. I mean, yeah, I didn't know Will Ferrell had that gear, but it's a pretty good Brando. It is a pretty good Brando. I'll be honest with you. The f- physically, all I can think of is Conan O'Brien. I don't know. Sure, with that hair, yeah. With the hair, yeah. I wonder like, if that was intentional. You know, Tina Fey was part of this. She um, worked on Saturday Night Live with Conan, right? Maybe. And Conan is frequently the butt of jokes on 30 Rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he is. I, so I, I wonder what that connection was. But in his role as Space Dad, Megamind urges Hal to become Metro City's, excuse me. Metro City's new hero and battle the super genius of Megamind. And they get him a superhero name. Hey, what's a T stand for? Titan. Titan? What's that supposed to mean? It was the only name I could trademark. A, a joke that is lost if you're not watching this with captions. He doesn't get Titan like the moon of Saturn. T-I-T-A-N. He gets <laughs> Titan like we tighten a rope. Yeah. And again, uh, another great music choice, which will be used a few years later in an MCU movie, but ELO's Mr. Blue Sky plays. Right. I, it, when it started, I was like, oh, right, that is originally from this i mean it's originally from like the 70s yeah but. yeah but the training montage is great yeah it's fun now roxanne texts bernard to meet at the library megamind meets her in his bernard costume and they have this wonderful uh moment hal's training is basically donkey kong 100 it's not even basically it, it is, is donkey kong. like to the point where he's jumping is Minion throwing the barrels? Yes. He must so it's be, a right? monkey. Yeah. yeah, it's the monkey. Yeah, of course. Roxanne and Bernard are riding around the city, um, and Megamind starts cleaning up the city just to make her happy, right? She's yeah. talking about how the city's yeah. gone to, to pot, basically. It's really interesting that we've got, we've got like dual montages going on. 
Titans getting stronger, Roxanne and Bernard slash Megamind are falling in love. Yeah. And again, it's kind of moving right along really briskly. Roxanne and Bernard are sharing secrets. She tells him that she and Metro Man were never a thing. <laughs> and Megamind, you know, opens up. He says that in sh- school, none of the other kids really liked me. I was always the last one picked for everything. Hmm. It's too bad that we didn't go to the same school. Now, Hal has been watching Roxanne. Uh Uh-huh. Space Dad tells him... All you have to do is save her, and she'll be yours. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, he's talking, like, theoretically, in the abstract. Yes. Not realizing that Hal, of course, has fixated on Roxanne specifically, (sighs) and is taking this as basically permission, right? Yeah. To lean in on his instincts. Which are not positive. Is this where Megamind is waiting for Titan? Like he's kidnapped a Roxanne again? Uh, e- and there's like a cool passage of time. I can't, I can't remember exactly what happens here. Yeah, first there's a d- dispute. So Roxy's newscast, you know, the city is reopening. What is Megamind up to? Mm-hmm. Um, Minion wants to work on the giant robot battle suit. But all <laughs> Megamind can think about is the fact that he has a date with Roxanne. Uh, Minion's not happy. He tries putting his fin down, and he tells Megamind that the bad guy doesn't get the girl. And Megamind says, Maybe I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Literal gasp for Minion. If we Um, could add gifts, it would be uh, Tracy Morgan doing that. (laughs) Gasp! That's right. That's right. And, of course, they argue. They're both hurt. (laughs) Megaman transforms into Bernard. Who does? Uh, Megamind? There you go. Yeah, they say you said Mega Man, <laughs> Mega Man, Metro Man, Mega Mind. They're killing me. Metro Mind, Mega Metro Man. Man. Yeah. You know, Roxanne's figuring things out, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, Titan appears. Right? He, it is the worst, clumsiest flirting. It is. The, oh, it is just so uncomfortable. It's the seventy-eight Superman and Lois on the balcony. If Clark was creepy and if clark it's the balcony scene but it's the fake kryptonite from superman 3 superman <laughs> where yeah. he just doesn't care that's right that's right so joe that's a good lesson for you be like megamind and not like hal yeah Mega, megamind looks dumb so does hal to be fair like when he's it even Wait, point, what as bernard or as megamind he's got a big head He's big brained. Yeah, he's big brained. <laughs> okay. right. No, but when Hal becomes supersized, yep. like it doesn't fit. And I'm sure it's on purpose. I'm sure it's to make it seem like it's the opposite of Evans. You know, yeah, sure, I'll do it this sure, time. Sure. Chuck, don't come at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like when when Chris is shrunken Chris. It looks weird. It's not like, ooh, that's bad CG. It just looks weird. Yeah, yeah. When he first comes out of the tube, you're like, that's Chris Evans. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there we go. And again, you know, his insides are not nothing attractive. But his, in his outer form, you know, he's not suddenly uh, statuesque. Do you have that favorite bad movie you can't help but love? Or good movie your friends have never heard of that you demand they all see? Then the Never Heard of It podcast is for you. We're your hosts, Michael Fight and Caleb, and we scour the streaming universe, discovering movies you've likely never heard of and giving them a chance to help you plan your next movie night. Will it be good? Will it be bad? Will it have an animatronic snake coming out of the toilet? The only way to find out is by joining the Never Heard of It podcast each week, wherever you get podcasts. 
Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, but... Maybe, but the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now, which one is the one with the whales? Four. This is where Megamind goes to his apartment. Is like, would Metro Man have kept me waiting? Of course not. He was a pro. And then he sees all the stolen stuff. Where did you get all this stuff? It doesn't belong to me. One hundred percent. Now Titan has revealed himself to be Hal. This doesn't help. Roxanne's not interested in him. She wasn't interested before. Right. And of course, this doesn't go well. She rejects him. Like. That's going to be important in a minute. Sure is. Roxanne meets Bernard at the restaurant. She tells Bernard her theory about Titan's creation, and she is absolutely right. How is the worst possible person you could pick? Wow. Other than the fact that he didn't pick him, it was a sheer accident. Yeah, and they share a kiss, and somehow his uh, watch stops working? Yes. What happened? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know if we, I don't know if we saw why. It just, it. It, malfunction. It does oh, malf- did, did it uh, from Titan? Like he smashed him into something and it. No, no, it's just like in mid kiss. I, I don't know if maybe. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we know why. Uh, it's bad. Of course, she recognizes who he is, and of course mm-hmm. leaves. We get a little uh, ode to uh, romantic comedies here with the uh, profession in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's it's the notebook. It's it, it's so many. I, I don't even have time. Yeah, yeah. To, but it's been the used. heartfelt moment in the rain. Oh God. Yep. Not only that, but like it, it's you know it's every bit as bad as she assumes because as it starts raining, all of the trash and debris and garbage that Megamind had dehydrated to remove to clean mm-hmm. up the city begins rehydrating and he didn't think ahead yeah again yeah absolutely so we've reached the first downfall you know in a three-part structure right like there's a success and then yeah this is the loss and at this point he also goes to titan and tells him that he's right I, there's nothing else to talk about before then right uh well Megamind returns to his evil lair. He's going to apologize to Minion, but Minion is gone. All right. Uh-huh. So Megamind calls the robots. Bring out the Black Mamba. Costume that Minion has been working very hard on. Yes. The music is singing Black Mamba. It's uh, it's like a chorale piece, like as he as he sees it. Okay. But he, um, you should drop that music in right here. It really looks like something out of a Judas Priest concert. <laughs> right down like to be- the black eyeliner. Before we knew, like, Rob Halford was really leaning in on, you know, yeah. what he was really into. So, uh, yeah, the Black Mamba is impressive. And then we get more ACDC, this time back in black, mm-hmm. as Megamind in the giant battle robot storms through Metro City, calling out Titan, but Titan doesn't show up. Oh, that's right. This is where he goes and yeah. is like, hello, I've been waiting. After hanging out in the robot for a while, literally like 
just, great passage of time. Great yeah. showing just the, he's like, he falls asleep at one point. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> um, he goes to Hal's apartment. And of course, Hal is there playing video games and his apartment is full of everything he ever wanted that uh, he has stolen. He's stolen. And he's like, look, my space dad told me that I could do this. And he's like, oh, but surprise, I'm your space dad. Uh, and this Hal reveal- takes it really well. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Really well. He's not at all pissed off. Yeah. Uh, About as well as the rejection from Roxanne Ritchie. Ooh. The one-two punch that really makes Hal snap. Space Dad told me. Look, I'm your Space Dad. You should be more like Metro Man. Ah! You tricked me? Oh, don't like that, huh? Well, there's more. I'm also the intellectual dweeb dating Roxanne. Yeah. And we... We're smooching up a storm! When I get my hands on you, I'm gonna- Yes! Yes, I know! Bring me to justice! Oh god, how I've missed this! And they fight, and Megamind is having a great time. Until he is not. <laughs> Until he is not. Hal is really, really intense. He's... One of the things that happens in this yeah. is the uh there's a gas tanker that gets flipped and they're going through that tunnel yeah, and yeah. it explodes. So that would be body count number three. <laughs> The At this driver point, the, yeah, okay. you think three people have died in this children's <laughs> movie. Okay. It was a little bit dark. <laughs> Some choices were made. <laughs> Clearly. So uh, Megamind starts losing the fight. He's getting really scared, and yep. he calls in Veronica. Nope. I'm sorry. Uh, that's the Age of Ultron. Uh, <laughs> he calls in uh, the sphere that encapsulates Titan, yep. Hal, that is like uh, made of copper. Yeah. Uh, but, problem solved. <laughs> Uh, then Titan uh, Titan breaks through it. Guess what, Buster Brown? It's made from copper. You're powerless against it. It's the very same metal used to defeat Metro Man. The turn here is wonderful because Metro Man was a hero. He right. never was going to kill Megamind. He captures him, stops him. Hell is definitely in the mood for death. Yes, and I think Megamind realizes uh, the the depths of his mistake here as he sees that. Titan is no Metro Man. Somehow doesn't kill Megamind, but definitely gets rid of him. Uh, Megamind flees. I think he okay. does. He does like basically he's got like an ejection from the robot oh, or something. Oh, that's right. Is that right, yeah. Joe? Do you remember that? That is right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. And Joe, here's a question for you. Could you imagine living in the city? This whole movie takes place three weeks tops. Sure, at most. So your hero. Your Superman is murdered. Then the bad guy takes over. Then a new hero comes into town. But uh uh-oh, he's worse than Megamind. Would you just be like, and Craigslist my house? Okay. (laughs) You summed it up perfectly. (laughs) Thank you. Now, do you give up? Do you form an underground resistance? Are you moving to New Zealand? What's, What's your plan here at this point, if you're a citizen of Metro City? I give up. (laughs) You give up and leave? Yeah, smart man. I would do the same, especially like is New Zealand on the table? Because I'll move there. I, I think I, uh, I've looked into the emigration. You got to have some skills that uh, you also have to have a have. lot of money. Isn't a New Zealand uh, citizenship like thirty thousand dollars? Yeah, they also have uh, news. Literally, I've looked at New Zealand. Um, <laughs> New Zealand. If you have critical skills, mm-hmm. they'll they, take those. Like if you're a healthcare professional, come on over. Sure. And there's lots of other ones like that. So engineers, sure. et cetera. I am neither. Uh, we are, yeah, none, none of the above. Canada, if you're looking for a high school graduated Podcast, podcaster, yeah. I, 
Yeah. We're your, we, we're your guys. <laughs> Megamind has fleed. Uh, Titans announced that he's taken over the city. Megamind shows up at Roxanne's apartment. He needs her help. She's the smartest person he knows. He And he doesn't understand why doesn't the copper work? So they decide they, they need to figure out what they can learn about Metro Man. So she drives them to the Shul house. <laughs> um, and underneath it, uh, Metro Man has constructed his hideout. A solitary fortress of some kind. And it's a great play on both the Fortress of Solitude and the Batcave. And the Batcave, uh, yeah. Specifically the Batman 66 Batcave. So, Joe, what did you think of uh, Metro Man's uh, solitary fortress? Cool. <laughs> what would you have in your solitary fortress? Ooh. I don't know. Okay. I never thought about uh, having a solitary fortress. What do you have in your solitary fortress uh, upstairs? A bed. <laughs> well, that's very important <laughs> yeah. to have. Your, game, have your gaming rig. Ooh. Right, yeah. your PC. Your battle trophies. Your Skaven. Yep. There we go. <laughs> your weapons. Your 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 battle trophies. Your weapons. So you pretty much have your own you bat cave. basically have a you bat got cave. A, you got a supercomputer. You got your trophies. Joe, are you Batman? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Do you want to be you, Batman? Because you have to tell us if you are. Otherwise, yeah, right. it's entrapment. That's right. <laughs> so at this point. Yeah. We find out that Metro Man faked his death. Yeah, by a really so clever no device. So no one's the hero at this point? Uh, I, You know, if there's a message here, it's that no one is perfect, right? We all have failings and foibles. Roxanne has noticed a, a glass on the counter with ice in it and condensation mm-hmm. on the outside. And there's... Yes, that's what happens when water gets cold. They stand up, out walks a bearded Metro Man. As he tries backing up... They turn, and of course, he's there. <laughs> hey. I love Metro Man's take on this. He's a person, and the weight of his responsibility just got too much, and he just wanted a break. Sure. He's no Superman. He's no Superman. Yeah, right? With no, the ad- not the, the Scrubs title song, I'm no Superman. I'm just saying he's not. Capital S Superman. Well, I think if there's a lesson here, it's that no one is Superman, right? Like there, there is no one perfect. And he explains that uh, he needed to decide, or he wanted the opportunity to decide who he was going to be. So he faked his death. He shows us how he did it. Of course, with his super speed, he kind of came That was up, fun. That was yeah, fun that, was, that he's almost like tapping into the speed force type yeah, speed. Yeah. yeah. Um, he faked his own death. And Music Man was born. <laughs> I... I was chuckling at that. That's pretty good. That was about as good as any actor turned uh, recording artist. Oh, yeah. I have eyes that can see right through legs. Good for Metro Man that he's found his his passion, but uh, basically Megamind and Roxanne in the city are on their own. They're going to have to figure it out by themselves. And staying true to the course of being the lowest lane, there's a report. Authorities have issued a warning to stay out of the downtown area at all costs. So, of course, Roxanne goes downtown. That's right. Because that's what Lois Lane does. Yep. She tries connecting to Hal. You and I, we worked together for a long time. I know you. You don't know me. You never took the time to know me. This is the first time we've hung out socially, and it's when I'm about to destroy the city. I want to talk to the real Hal. 
I want to talk to the guy who loved being a cameraman and eating dip and being a nerd and being not as scary as the Titan Pal. Too late! Uh, Megamind is in prison watching the news because he's given up, right? Like, what's the point? I think he went back to prison, right? Yeah, he literally walked back into prison. And and walked and into his cell, closed I the door. I loved that all the guards like, what do we do? What do we do? What's, what's happening? Uh, kind of like the moment in Hancock uh-huh. when Hancock goes back into the prison yard and they're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Megamind, you and I have some unfinished business. Hal calls out Megamind on the news. Megamind watching for the prison. He has Roxanne Ritchie. Again, subverting the tropes instead of Megamind uh, kidnapping her. It's it's Titan. So he's calling out Megamind. Um, he makes Roxanne call out for rescue. It's bad. The Megamind I knew would never have run from a fight even when he knew he had absolutely no chance of winning. It was your best quality. You need to be that guy right now. The city needs you. I need you. Megamind's like, okay, that's it. I'm going to go back. I found my calling. (laughs) Um, Except the warden won't let him out. Sorry, Megamind. You still have 88 life sentences to go. Plenty of time to reflect on what you've done. So Megamind apologizes. He Uh, he has his Oscar moment. I've terrorized the city countless times. I created a hero who's turned out to be a villain. I lied to Roxanne and my best friend Minion. I treated like dirt. Please don't make this city. Don't make Roxanne pay for my wrongdoings. And, of course, the warden uh, was Minion disguised the whole time. What are we waiting for? We better get going. Uh, They leave the prison. Now, Hal's broadcasting from Metro Tower and begins destroying it. Uh, Roxanne tries reaching him, but there's just no good left in him. As yet another hit song, Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle, spins up. Uh, Megamind appears as a massive floating head constructed of his robots. And a fight. This is a fun fight. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a very fun fight. Megamind frees Roxanne. Hal grabs the tower. Titan grabs the tower and throws it at them as they flee on Megamind's jet bike. Let's have a little respect for public transportation. And at this point, Metroman shows up and he stops the tower, squares off against Titan, and Titan flees. He knows he's he's outmatched. Roxanne goes to Megamind to, and confronts him. But surprise, <laughs> it's minion in disguise. And of course, right, and it's given away by the fact that he they're like the, the soon as Titan sees that it's Metro man, he's like, oh, crap. Nope, I can't beat him. That's right. And it's like, no, not in the face, man, please. You know what's good for you, Titan. You'll stay out of atrocity. You got it. For good. Okay. It's a beautiful little setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. The city tower that they that he throws. Yeah. It's the Burj Khalifa, right? Yeah, basically. It's like exactly the (laughs) same design. (laughs) Yeah. Titan is freed. He's going to stay out of Metro City for good. People cheer. Roxanne takes Mega Mind's hand. He deactivates (laughs) the watch, but Hal returns. Yeah. Pretty sneaky, sis. But there's only one person I know who calls this town Metrocity. Oops. I love the way that Hal flies, by the way. He flies like he's riding a bike. Oh, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, he keeps doing it. He says it to him in the beginning, and he tries to teach him to do this. But, but he keeps he pulling his legs for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's probably how I would fly. Assuming like you had a ghost Harley? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I got you. How about you, Joe? Fly like Superman? I've never like flown this? before, so. Wow. You got me there. <laughs> the danger here, of course, is that uh, this whole gambit was based on the bluff. Right. In right. reality, Megamind cannot stand up to 
Titan's power. His only hope was to trick him. And now that Titan has figured it out, Megamind's in trouble. Because Megamind in this whole situation is actually Minion and... Oh, well, no. After Metro Man is revealed to be Megamind. Right. With a like a... Some sort of like... Almost well, like the uh, crossbones. The punching, th- punching yeah, thing. And yeah. then like something to cut with. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. So he's got some gadgets that can make him appear more powerful, but right. they're not the match of. No, because the instant Titan knows this, he just destroys them very quickly. Yeah. Roxanne has found the invisible car, which Megamind had previously said that he, he couldn't lost. even find. Yeah. Because it's an invisible car, which is funny. Yes, they do the cloaked uh, in space Star Trek thing where you can get the outline of yeah, it. Yeah. Or you're the right. Wonder Woman jet. Like, well, the problem with the Wonder Woman, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The problem with the old animated Wonder Woman jet is that it was just Wonder Woman flying like she's (laughs) riding a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, you're right. It is very, very visible. I'm surprised nobody like traffic just stopped in the town. (laughs) It's they must have parked in the bad part of town. You know, wasn't a premium parking spot. I guess. Um, Now, Roxanne has found the car. Megamind knows that the defuser is in the car, so if he can get to that. His one chance is taking away Titan's powers. Um, but Titan's not going to make it easy for him. He grabs him, uh, throws Megamind, you know, a mile into the air. Pulls a Hancock. Pulls a Hancock, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, of course, unlike Hancock, Titan has no plan to catch him as he falls. <laughs> yeah. Which brings us back to where the movie starts with mm-hmm. Megamind falling to his certain death. So, this is how it ends. Normally, I'd chalk this up to my last glorious failure. As he's falling, he's got... Uh, did he have the gun with him? Mm-hmm. He's trying to catch the gun. Right, right, right. So he dehydrates himself, landing in a fountain as the cube, which instantly rehydrates. He sticks the gun in Titan's face and defuses him. Yep. Megamind rushes to Minion's side. We get a... David Cross thinking that he's going to die. Can't see. It's cold and warm and dark and light. It's me, Minion. I'm right here. We've had a lot of adventures together, you and I. We have, Minion. (laughs) I I mean, most of them ended in horrible failure, but we won today, didn't we, sir? Yes, Minion. We did it, thanks to you. Code, we're the good guys now. Code, I guess we are. Oh, 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 I'm going. I think this this is it. I'm going going far away. He dies. Megamind throws him into the fountain. Oh, what a drama queen. And he's he's all good, of course. <laughs> of course, he's a fish. He's a fish. He's all good. You know, I'm feeling much better now. I guess I just needed a swim. Um, and the city celebrates his Megamind and mm-hmm. Roxanne embrace. Oh, but they celebrate by the end of the movie. My note is, oof. Ending with dancing. Yeah, and with a with a with an artist who uh, whose legacy is somewhat uh, tarnished. I don't remember the it's, song. It's Michael Jackson's "Bad." Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Funny, I guess destiny is not the path given to us, but the path we choose for ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, Mega Mind, defender of Metro City. You know. I like the sound of that. Metro Man in disguise is watching from the crowd. He's happy for him. Way to go, little buddy. I knew he had it in him. Minions in the giant robot dancing. Hal's in prison. And... Movie. Hit it! 
And then we have a uh, mid credit scene. There was a mid credit scene? Surprise, mother truckers. I did not know that. Joe, do you recall ever sitting? <laughs> God, I wish we were oh. an audio podcast. Joe, that was perfect. No. <laughs> We're, Absolutely not. We're gonna we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to I'm, go back and look at this. I'm gonna tell you right now what okay, happens. Please tell us. Minion is doing laundry, <laughs> and he pours some stuff into the wash that's already going. And <laughs> sir, you really need to empty your pockets more often. Oh, this has been the worst day of my entire life. Oh, <laughs> no worries. Nice. And the end. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. Now, Joe. You know, we have a, a rhythm here, so we certainly moved through the movie at a brisk pace. You took notes, and I see your notes in front of you. Was there anything in particular that you had particular thoughts on that we didn't get to? Because we can also circle back. I'm, I'm curious. Because you were visibly excited about this movie. Yeah. Do you want to tell us, maybe maybe before we, uh, before we roll into this, give us your thoughts on the movie as a whole. Yeah, um... Oh yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was a good movie. I saw it a long time ago, <laughs> <laughs> and I remembered it being good. But when I watched it again, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Interesting. Okay. Now, do you think it holds up better than Shrek? Because that, I would have thought Shrek was your like all-time favorite movie. That's a great question. I would have to say that Shrek is it's magical it really is mm-hmm. it's a whole experience <laughs> sure um and megamind does not uh have that okay okay i concur all right well then with that why don't we roll into our questions sure joe who was your favorite character i forgot to prepare that's okay that's okay react in the moment um i really liked Metro Man. Okay. Interesting. I'm curious. Why is he your favorite character? I don't know. (laughs) Well, okay. When he was using his powers at um, when he was before he pretended to die, um, and he nearly froze time. He's like a he's a a literal god. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. You're not wrong. I I mean the fact that he's just wants to be a normal guy and just make music that's he can like explode planets and stuff (laughs) he sure can that's true okay i don't know okay yeah uh how about you you know i I, you i think you could pick anyone in the movie and almost anyone um it's it's a coin toss for me Oh, I don't see even Roxanne. You know, I could go with Megamind. I could go with Roxanne. I could go with Minion. Hal does what he does. You know, mm-hmm. Hal does yeah, what n- he's supposed to do, but he's he's not my favorite. But any of those I think three, if Hal's your favorite character in this movie, yeah, that's, that's a right. red flag. It's like, oh, I loved J- the Joker movie. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I really identified with him. Yeah. yeah really identified with Tyler Durden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Casey? Uh, yeah, it's it's Roxanne. Just okay. because I love the... It's It's a part that Tina doesn't get to play often. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's a big part for her. And I don't mean like it, it sizable, just in performance, a lot of bravado to Roxy, yeah. Roxanne that you she, don't see from her a lot. She is arguably the most competent character in the film. <laughs> right? She like, sure is. Yeah, yes, 100%. Is. Which is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joseph, what is you? what is the best scene in the movie? 
the best scene. Yes. Well, I would have to say that the best scene in the whole movie, out of all the scenes <laughs> in the movie, the best one, in my in my opinion, the best one, of course, out of all the, the scenes, this is a scene that is my the best one, I think. <laughs> Um, it's, it's all so great. You know, I mean, the movie is short, but they pack it full of a lot of good stuff. But I like the part where he's, where he was tossing babies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There we go. Casey, Excellent. how about you? Oh man. <laughs> that scene. I, I mean, I think it is the realization that Minion is, uh, mirror is imaged as, Megamind and um, Megamind is imaged as Metro Man. That was really like a double twist there yeah. that I liked. Yeah, that, that's good. Um, Joe, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's a short, it's a tight movie, um, and there's a lot of good stuff in it. For me, I think it is the, uh, it's the moment when Megamind realizes that Titan is trying to kill him. And he has that, <laughs> oh my God, what have I done kind of realization. <laughs> no, no, time out, time yeah. out. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. Joe, what we just talked about uh, best scene in the movie. Is there anything you would cut from this movie? Same. I mean, again, it's a it's a tight movie. It it moves right along. I don't think there's anything you'd get rid of. Maybe make uh, making uh, Hal a little less insular. Like, okay, we get the point in that first scene. We don't need a second and third scene showing us Hal's crazy. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, hey, Joe. Who is the actor having the most fun? Ooh. You, you, can, you, can, you can pass. You can pass. I'll pass. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Go right ahead. Fine. Casey, how about you? Actor having the most fun. Oh, God. Is it Will Ferrell? You know, everything I've seen with Will Ferrell, um, I don't doubt that he enjoys what he does. But I think he puts a lot of work into yeah, what he does. Yeah, I think he, is, I think he is a serious performer for someone who's so funny. J.K. Simmons. I feel he had a day's work on this movie. Sure. Okay. Showed up, you know, didn't have any makeup to put on, didn't have to do anything, had a day, did these lines, got a nice paycheck. Yep. Was out. He had the most fun. I think David Cross. (laughs) Oh, sure. It's a big, meaty part, and he gets, you know, he gets to be, you know, over-the-top absurd (laughs) in an absurd movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, So, once again, on a 10-point scale, IMDb has this movie rated as a 7.2. Now, Joe, you can do a 10-point scale. You can do thumbs grade. up, thumbs up, letter grade, whatever you want. How do you rate this movie? I think 7.2 is good. All right. Oh, okay. All right. No, you go first. Okay. Uh, I think 7.2 is low. I think I think this is a fun movie. It's not setting up a universe. It's not like Paddington 2. It's not a <laughs> you know great American film. Um, but I think 7.2 is, fair, is, is low. I think a full point higher, 8.2. I think this is smartly and insightfully poking at the genre that I love, and I think it's doing it really well. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. How about you? Here's my problem. Okay. We've already mentioned one of them. What's the main message you take away from Shrek? You don't have to be what society says you are. Sure, sure. It's what you are inside. What's the main takeaway from 
home. You don't have to be what society says you are. What's the main takeaway from Madagascar? You don't have to. DreamWorks just makes the same GD movie every time. They just, you know, add some different spices to the recipe, but it's sure. basically the same thing every time. Monsters versus aliens. I'm getting tired of every okay. DreamWorks animated movie. Be, uh, how to Train Your Dragon. Oh, dragons are evil. Sure, oh, wait, sure. dragons are our friends. I like that better. I like that because it has dragons, but sure. I just, I just... <laughs> I did not enjoy this as much as you guys did. Really? I just, uh, I love Will Ferrell. I really love Tina. I, I very much enjoyed David Cross and J.K. Simmons. You know, Jonah Hill's just kind of doing his same thing that he does in everything. Sure. Which is good. It's just like, uh, I, I, the Jonah Hill we have now that has more layers to him, yep. I enjoy much more. Got it. I'm glad we've got to see more from him. But sure. at this point, they're just like, yeah, just, you know, kind of mumble through some some stuff and then call yourself <laughs> an idiot at the end. That's what you're good at. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel bad for him that he was kind of, and but also I'm glad he got out of that. I mean, I think you could argue he gets, he, he gets to do the movies he does now because he got his foot in yeah. with the niche. You sure. Know? Um, so, so that being said, oh, and Brad Pitt's horrible in this movie. Uh, that being said, <laughs> Um, Harsh. It's not a whole point lower. I'm going to put it like a 6.8. Okay. It's not great, but it's not wow. It's not okay. terrible. It's and it 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 really gets a ding because it's the same studio that has continually made this movie again and again with different characters. Okay. Almost every single DreamWorks animated movie, their first ones of each one of them tells this same idea. Somebody has been, society told them that you are this way. Mm-hmm. And now it's in like, up yours, I'm going to be this different thing because I've found my self-worth. Which is a story that needs to be told, but not by the same animation studio with every single one of their movies. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, obviously, in terms of when you watch this with your kids, this is an easy oh, one yeah. for me. Oh, Joseph sure. watched it. So. Now, I told the bean because the bean has been, you know, tugging sure. at my shirt. Hey, dad, when can I be on the podcast again? I'm like, yeah, yeah. hey, we pulled Megamind. You know, she goes, no, I don't ever want to watch that movie again. <gasps> oh, <laughs> so Ouch. she is a lot harsher on this movie than I am. Does she realize that the woman in the movie is the most competent character? No, she doesn't she care. Doesn't she doesn't care. She, okay. I think it's her anti superhero thing right okay. now, which, you know, it's future be bean, if you're listening back. <laughs> Gonna be a little hard to get on here, yeah. honey. All right. Okay. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. Joseph, as our guest, you have an immense responsibility here. If you so choose to take it. Yes. Oh, I choose. Oh, <laughs> holy crap. Now listen, you know, don't uh don't mess this up here, Joe. Mess it up. Give us a bad movie. Oh, you're going right, off, right, the right the top. off the top. Right okay. at the top, right. okay. Flash Gordon. <laughs> we, we already watched it. We already watched okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Sorry. I yeah, never we had to pull that. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Go ahead and pull for the second time. <laughs> you can go deep if you want. Okay. Or right there. Okay. No, whatever. <laughs> Joe, what are we watching? Uh, is it a series? This? How do you read this? Another one. Oh, wait. What Ga- is it? Oh, wait. Oh, this one might be an actual Guyver Dark Hero. That is. It is, an and it's a one. series. And I believe it. Is it Mark Hamill? Uh, 
I don't. Mm. I thought Mark Hamill was in this. No. Oh. <laughs> it's a 1994 American superhero film based on the manga and anime Bio Booster Armor Giver. It's a sequel to the 91 film The Giver. Oh, so. Yeah. Hey, oh, so who we plays have to watch, Max Reed? So we have to watch The Giver first. That's the first one. Yeah. And who plays Max Reed in that? Starring Mark Hamill. Okay. I was looking at the sequel. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, I I don't like that it just says available on Amazon. Hang on. TSPHC Army, we need to put this back in the helmet for a later date. Let me look up on. uh, Uh, Make sure we can. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, It's not looking good. A little hack for all you at home. Uh, if you Google a, a movie, it will show you where it is uh, available for streaming. And this movie ain't streaming anywhere. So, third time's a charm, Joe. Boy, you're really just uh, clearing the docket for all us. Right. Thanks, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> okay. This one will be great. It's be so good. It's just MCU. Oh. Yes, Joe, my son. I'm so proud of you. Wait, hang on. Let me look to see if Guyver could be. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph, this is a great day. We're starting off. You know, we're going to uh, our two favorite uh, film universes early. We started the season with Wonder Woman. And the third movie of the season is the masterpiece Avengers Age of Ultron. Let's watch that trailer. Sorry, Todd. Uh, I kind of noticed you used the word masterpiece. (laughs) I think you meant... Absolute mess. I'm going to show you something beautiful. Everyone screaming for mercy. You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. You're all puppets. Tangled in... Strings. Strings. Summoned it when you mentioned Veronica. Mentioned Veronica oh, I and can't she wait. shall be. I, I can't wait. Sorry, Joe. I can't wait to <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> because I'm going to be prepared. Oh. 
them's fighting words. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, what's the IMDb score for this movie? All right. First of all, I'm going to say right now, this movie's going to lose half a point for its writer and director off the bat. You can do that if you like. If yeah. You... In my, my score at the end, just remember that. Half a point <laughs> off just for Joss Whedon. All right. So the 2015 Avengers Age of Ultron has an IMDb rating of 7.3. So we'll Fine. see how that fares. Whenever. I don't In care. two weeks. <sighs> so Todd. So Casey. So Joe. So Joe. Yeah. That was a movie. That was a movie. Yeah. I, I watched it. It was it was pretty much a movie. It pretty much was a movie. There <laughs> were scenes, there was action, there was dialogue. That's you right. Know, your basic standard movie. Joe, do you have any closing thoughts on Mega Mind? Good movie. <laughs> All right. All right. Short, sweet, to the point. That's Joe Panic. I like so, it. Uh, Joe, do you are you still doing a YouTube channel? You still doing putting stuff up there? No, Gamer Joe is pretty much retired. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. What's your? Do you want to share what your current passion is? I you, like painting miniatures. Yes. Nice. Yes. Oh, I don't think. Oh, Casey, you haven't seen it before. You leave. You'll have to show Casey some examples of your work. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Yeah. Maybe we'll throw a picture up of uh, your favorite on the uh, inst- the old gram. Yeah. Sure. If that's cool with you. You're uh, Skaven the Claw Lord? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bless you. We'll, we'll check it out. <laughs> so, Todd, where can people find you on social media? Of course. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, the handle at TMP in SYR. Also a blog, TMP in SYR.com. Casey, where can people find you on those interwebs? Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. Instagram, I'm not dot Ryan Casey. There is also a Twitter and Instagram for this podcast. On Twitter, we are TSPHC tweets on instagram we are super pod hero cast and we have a gmail in case you want to write us a long form uh email wait no that doesn't make sense uh and we also have a gmail for the podcast which is super pod hero cast at gmail.com because only cap writes letters tony music for the podcast comes to us from two places our theme song is take a chance by kevin mcleod you can find his music at incompetech.com mm-hmm. our beer music is feather duster by shane ivers find his music at silvermansound.com so that'll do it for the super pod hero cast for this week for joe panic i'm casey ryan for todd panic i'm joe panic and for casey ryan i'm todd panic and i've been your moderator danny ryan be heroic you nailed it on the first try buddy yeah. nice job joe you did it <laughs> you know who metro or mega mind uh, the, the name the names are so close uh, leonard nimoy william shatner Bilbo, Bilbo Bag. Have you heard the ballad of Bilbo Bag? I have, and I've seen the video. Oh, it's rough.